Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? This episode is brought to you by the Form and Function Movement Lab. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know Dr. Eric Nobby has totally transformed how I look at movement and injuries. He may honestly be a wizard. The Form and Function Movement Lab is movement therapy and education designed specifically for you. The team incorporates chiropractic, physical therapy, and strength training principles to quickly help you overcome painful issues and, better yet, teach you how to manage these issues on your own at home. They will work with you one-on-one to identify your big wins, perform joint manipulation and myofascial release for immediate relief, you know how good that feels, and provide online programming for you to move and strengthen your way out of pain between sessions. They even have a recovery studio called the Recovery Lab, where you can utilize red light therapy, compression therapy, and learn to use self-care tools to relieve daily stress from life and workouts. So amazing, all those toys. If you think this sounds like something you need, which I'm telling you it is, visit ffmovementlab.com and book your session now. My guest today is a multi-Emmy winning television news personality, a keynote speaker, inspiration leader, and certified yoga instructor. And if that's not enough to hook you, she truly understands the importance of living life to the fullest because she actually died during a medical emergency. It was in the moment of death and the long recovery that followed in which her lens on life shifted. Now she's made it her mission to share with others just how precious of a gift life is. Please welcome Elena Martella. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, girly. I'm so happy that you come. We have a lot to unpack. We do. Yes. Multi-Emmy winning, no big deal. Uh, died, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> and I know, you know, after meeting with you and walking with you for so long in the cold that my hands were <laughs> numb following that, no regrets at all. I know that you have like totally been through the ringer, right? And you've got a lot of grit and guts. You're a strong bitch. You are, as they say, hard to kill. (laughs) I literally am hard to kill. Yes. Like I should write a book. So yes. um, Yeah. I mean, call it that. (laughs) I should. I was, you know, I actually am. I'm in the process of writing a book. I I was, and then things just kind of got a little busy. So I stopped. I'm on chapter three. And I was, I'm, I'm like trying to think of names. So that's actually a good one to go for. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. So before we get into that whole medical story, which is incredible on its own, you also have what I perceive to be a really fun and interesting job. Yes. So talk a little bit first, just like about what you're doing now, what you do now. Yeah. So I am a, the morning traffic anchor at at WLWT here in Cincinnati. Um, and that's the NBC affiliate station. And so I wake up at two o'clock in the morning every day, well, Monday through Friday, weekends, Mm -hmm. but, and, um, so we're on air by four 30 and, uh, it's a weird, wild lifestyle, but I love it. It's, it's fun. It's different every day. And, um, before being here, this is my hometown. So it's always been one of my dreams to do the news in my hometown with my family and friends. And so, um, so this is a dream come true for me. And, but, but prior to here, I was in Indianapolis doing the same thing. And then, um, before that, my first job was in Rochester, Minnesota. 
and um, that is market 153. And um, oh my gosh, like I can't even, some of the stories we covered, the, the most memorable one for me was there was a theft of $30,000 worth of bull sperm you, from what? a barn, from a barn, <sighs> yes. And it okay, I really hope the sperm was like already collected when they stole it or it's yes, it was it was like collected. <laughs> I can't with you. It was already collected in um in like jugs or something, but right. apparently there's like a really lucrative market for bull sperm. Because um, they want to impregnate cows? Like what? Yeah, yeah. So thirty thousand. I would hope that's the reason and not any other reason. <laughs> It's like Let's, fear factor coming back on and they oh, need a restock of oh fucking bull like, cum. I dare you to chug it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was ill. <laughs> can't even think of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I was there first and then Indianapolis and now here. And um, it's amazing. Yeah, and my mom, she and my mom and dad, they will text me every morning. They'll be like, love your outfit. Or oh my God, I love that. sometimes my mom's like, Yeah, that I don't like your dress. Like come on mom really like she's like i'm not sure if i really agree with the way that you reported on that crash on 71 yeah. like i just it i just don't like that Crazy. <laughs> she's goofy but um but yeah so that's that's what i do and i also i do some keynote speaking on the side um and then we're about to launch a podcast Yes, which we're going to talk about, which I'm really excited to chat with you about. Okay, really quick question still on the traffic. Have you seen a shift from the COVID, like pre-COVID, post-COVID? Yes, absolutely. There, I mean, during during the period when the shutdown, I think it was between you know like March to to May of last year. I didn't even do traffic. They had me doing other stuff because there's no traffic. Literally nobody. <laughs> it was so eerie too. Like driving home from work, I would say it was probably like one o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody would be on the roads. It was creepy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wasn't doing traffic during that time. Now it's still, you know, it's still pretty light compared to what it typically would be, but it's starting to pick up. Which love to see it. Love to see it. Bring back the traffic jam. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have. I have totally loved being able to get from OTR to Rookwood at five o'clock in ten minutes. It doesn't yeah. exist at any other time. It's it's crazy. And even yesterday I was it was probably like 4:30 in the afternoon and I made it from you know what would typically be rush hour traffic. I made it from Kenwood down to um Norwood within yep. oh my gosh. Not like 10 minutes literally. I know. Yeah. I, know. I have liked that. Okay, so let's let's get into it. How did you die and come back to life? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to give a little backstory first. So I was a senior in high school and I was obsessed with running to the point that I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning before school. I would run before school, then would go. And then, you know, after school would run again. And I, I would wake up early because I would fear that if I didn't do it in the morning, if something came up, I wouldn't be able to run at all that day. So I I would do I get that. It. I have been in that place. Yeah. Not necessarily with running, but with working out. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And so so I would do that. And then um I would skip out social activities. I wouldn't go on family vacations. Um yeah, I, I remember skipping two of my cousins' graduations even because I thought, you know, if I go out of town for this, I'm not gonna be able to run. And um, you know, it it's it was more so just going through the motions of life rather than just living it. So, you know, I was I was talking with someone once and they're like, so you were avoiding death. You weren't embracing life. And that's an interesting way to put at it, put to put it. And um, so, yeah, I was basically just avoiding death, not living life. And um, one day, you know, I woke up, did my crazy girl run and went to school ran again and then went to my grandma's nursing home and this was what are, when we're saying like running in the morning and in the evening like what's a mileage i'm for perspective I, I would run about four miles before and then after i would do a long one so like like, like 11. oh jesus <laughs> crazy girl run. so so you're logging like 15 miles a day a lot a lot yeah for for like how many years i did i you know it started my junior year um i would say the summer of my the summer 
going into senior year, it really yeah. started to have like to go that significant. Yeah. And um, ever take rest days? Like, no. were you ever? Never. 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 Which might I add, I took a rest day today. See? Good for you. See, you Elena. can take rest days, guys. You can oh take God, rest yeah. days. And um, but yeah, so I, I to to be clear, I don't run anymore. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't work out today. Um <laughs> so I uh, uh yeah, so went to went to my grandma's nursing home and at her nursing home I started to feel this intense burning sensation in my intestines which I didn't know was my intestines at the time. So I should take that part back, but it was in my abdomen area. And, um, it felt like my insides were burning. They were on fire and I've never felt a pain so severe in my entire life. And, um, you know, I thought maybe I'm hungry. So my dad took me to Panera bread and I passed out on the bathroom of Panera bread and he found me laying there and I, and I'm a big germaphobe. And I remember vividly, my face on the floor of Panera, the cool tiles, like, oh my God, this feels so good. Cause, um, cause it was, I was so hot. I was so, you know, I, I guess I was feverish, but didn't realize it. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, a number of scenarios, you know, a number of hours passed. And I remember looking in my bed that night and looking out at the moon and thinking, man, I just want to die right now. Like it hurt so bad. It was that painful. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess I got up to try to go to the bathroom and my dad heard me, um, go to the bathroom cause I, I fainted and hit the vanity. So he heard the smack of everything. So this is now like the second time yeah. you're fainting within like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I would say it was even like not even 12 hours. It was so like it, the, the initial one was probably 6 PM. And then by this point it was like 4 a.m. Oh, wow. Okay. So like 10 hours. Yeah. And um, so he called an ambulance because he felt my pulse and it was racing like over 100 beats per minute, like 160-ish. It was crazy high. And uh, he called an ambulance and they rushed me to the hospital. And um, my parents are divorced. And my mom was actually, when the ambulance got there, she was there. And I was like, how did you get here? Because like her work was right near children. It was right near the hospital. And um. So she was standing there and I really had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, mom, can you take me to the bathroom? Like pee. And it's funny now because I have a small bladder, like very small. <laughs> I'm peeing like every 30 minutes, literally. And so she took me to the bathroom because I had to pee so bad as I'm like in this significant pain. That's all I cared about. <laughs> and um, I started to thrash about a couple of times and then just went limp. And my mom looked at me and at that, at that exact moment, a nurse came in with a urine sample cup because she, my mom, and my mom was holding me into the bathroom. So, because I couldn't walk myself. So she, my mom couldn't lock the door, thankfully, because the nurse came in and with the urine cup and my mom was like, I think she's dead. Oh my God. And she said it again. I think she's dead. And right then the nurse called a double code and they rushed a stretcher in, wheeled me back. And um, I was, I had indeed gone into respiratory arrest. And um, during this time, I can go into my death experience if you want. Yes, let's hear it. Let's, I okay. need to hear the death experience. Yeah. So I, I was walking along a beach. And no way. A beach, yeah. So because that, that's my happy place. Beaches are my go-to. Like I love the beach. Um, is it like a dream sensation or do you physic? do you feel like you are there? It's like a, it's hard to explain. It's, it's, you feel like you're there, but it's also very dreamlike. I remember okay. feeling it being like the most tranquil feeling I've ever felt in my life. Like I've never felt so at ease and so at peace in my life. And, wow. um, so we were walking along a beach and next to me was a figure in shrouded white. And I'm pretty confident it was Jesus. And I, you know, I don't know what belief systems anybody has. Maybe it was something else. Uh, the figure was something else, but I believe it was Jesus. And well, and I think too, right? Who, who doesn't matter what it is for you. It, that was symbolic and it was something that you believed in. And so that's what showed up for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So we were walking along this beach and, um, 
there was a, there was a big bright light. The bit the bright light is real, and we just kept walking towards it, and it kept getting bigger and bigger as we were walking down the beach. And um, you know, I I still remember just feeling such calm and just you know, oh okay, like this this is you know this is what's happening type of thing. And at the end of the beach, there was this gateway, and um, I remember you know the light kind of gave way once we got to the gateway. And my great aunt was standing behind the gateway. And my great aunt was my favorite person ever when I was little. And um, her name was Fedora, but I called her Aunt Dodo. And uh, so Aunt Dodo was back there. And I saw her and I was so excited. And she put her arms out and said, come to me, baby. And I wanted to go so badly. I was like, yes, I finally get to see her again. Like I hadn't seen her. Like I was actually the one who found her dead when I was a oh my gosh. Um, so I started to push the gateway open and took one, like put stepped one foot in, and then the figure next to me, Jesus, he said, "Stop! It's not your time." This is like so vivid, Elena. Yeah, it was. It was wild. And then I woke up. And there were doctors surrounding me, nurses surrounding me. My mom, I saw like at the back of the room, my mom was crying. My dad and my stepdad were back there crying. And I'm thinking like, why are they crying? Like, what is going on here? And um, I remember looking to the doctor that was on my right. And I said, am I going to be okay? And he was like, we're just going to do the best that we can. Oh, God, that's not very encouraging. I don't think that's the appropriate thing to say to someone that just (laughs) walked with Jesus on the beach and went to the pearly gates of heaven. And yeah, I mean, at that in that moment, it was kind of like, man, my future is not looking so bright right now. Like I would be like, yes, you're going to be okay. Because guess what? If you're not, you're just going back to the beach. So it doesn't matter. And if you are okay, you want some hope and encouragement. Yeah. And um, I guess they just didn't want to give any false hope or anything, but not like I would have known anyway. Right. But situation. Yeah. um, (laughs) But, and you know, like in Hollywood movies, how, um, when when somebody's in a death situation, their life flashes before their eyes. And that didn't really happen to me. But what did happen to me was thinking of all the things that I hadn't done. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, you know, I, I legitimately thought I hadn't gone skydiving. That was one of my thoughts. Like, I've never gone skydiving. Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to get to go. Um, I thought of my mom and how I'm an only child and like how sad she would be if I weren't going to make it through this. And I thought of, you know, things that I wish I would have said, things I wish I would have done, how I wish I would have experienced more with friends instead of basing my life around running. And Mm. um, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get married. This is crazy. Like that ran through my mind too. And I, at that moment, I vowed to myself, if I make it through, I'm going to you know, focus on embracing life, not get so caught up in working out and the logistics and just live. And, oh. and, um, there's a lot of work to do from that point, obviously. Um, they ended up wheeling me back for emergency surgery. And when they went in, it had turned out that my intestines were twisting around each other that entire time. And I had gone into sepsis and that's what caused me to die. So oh. they removed the dead intestines and, um, when they went in to remove that, they were so dead that they actually crumbled in their hands. Oh my God. And, um, it was, uh, yeah. Um, and I was, then the remaining intestines were still pretty dead too. So they had to leave me cut open, like my stomach open for 24 hours to see if, if the if signs of healing would show. So they just left, they just like kept it open are you in like a coma or something? I was I was in the ICU. They they induced me, I think, into a coma. Yeah, into not a coma, but it was a twilight state. Um, and it, it's called it's called like a twilight. And I um I remember, you know, in that period, various people coming into my hospital room and visiting. And I remember seeing my cousin Chrissy, her, Chrissy, <laughs> yeah. um. I remember seeing her crying and I remember my best friend, Emily, at the time, she was on the tennis team at high school and she came in with her seat and gear and I couldn't talk because I had a, uh, incubator. Incubate. Yeah, I was, I was incubated. And, um, 
so they gave me a whiteboard to write everything down. But your stomach's open. <laughs> yeah. They gave your me a whiteboard. Open and you're and, I, wrote, and whiteboard? I wrote to Emily. I remember writing to Emily, did you win? And she was like, you're here fighting for your life. And you're asking me if I won my tennis match? Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember just seeing pe various people standing there crying, like my parents' best friend, Arnie. I remember seeing him. He was like screaming, crying. Um, that is such an insane experience. Okay. One, the, the death experience is crazy to me. I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time. Also, I think I would want Post Malone to walk with me <laughs> to the, to the pearly gates of heaven. Yes. <laughs> I think if I had to pick anyone, it would be him. Um, <sighs> but, but, but you are also witnessing and remembering mm -hmm. people like coming to visit you in this like near death. You could still die. The doctors don't know. Oh yeah. Your stomach's open. And like, you're, you're like conscious through it. Yeah. I, I was that very much like, so heartbreaking just for me to like see my family upset and crying and think I might die. Like that would be so heartbreaking to mm -hmm. me. I don't think I knew how sick I was though. Still. I, I don't think I knew. I was still very, con I was very drugged up. I, yeah. oh, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. So I should be clear yeah. on that. Um, at that point I didn't like, I mean, in, in surgery since then, yeah, I've, I've felt stuff, but they really had me, you know, drugged up pretty good that I wasn't feeling anything then. Um, and then they went back in and, uh, it, the itch, the, my intestines showed signs of healing. So they were able to close me up. And they gave me an ostomy bag, which was not ideal. Um, they gave me a port because um, I couldn't eat or drink anything since my intestines were so dead. So I got everything via an IV. Um, and then it was just the waiting game, the healing, let it let it come, you know. And my mo my mom, she every night every night um, would hold a pendulum over my stomach and would, you know, oh, we yeah. would visualize the cilia in my intestines healing. Oh yeah. And coming back shit. to life. And, yes. um, and you know, they weren't sure if I would ever get the ostomy bag takedown. They thought I could end up having it forever at that point. But, um, a couple, you know, they were, they went in for a routine colonoscopy about two months later to see how everything was doing and the cilia was growing back. Thank God for that pendulum. Yeah. So they yeah. decided they decided they could do the takedown, which that happened mid-December. Um, so I had the ostomy bag from September 8th through mid-December. And um, I was off school that whole time. I was yeah. off school for months after the, the other sur the takedown surgery too. I don't think I went back to school until like March. Wow. Yeah, That's maybe so, April. Such a traumatic experience. And, and – how, why did it happen? Like what, what was I, it that caused it? You know, they never were able to give an exact reason, but through the years, um, being an armchair doctor, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, um, I've met other people who have been, you know, really into fitness and working out and exercising and who have had the same situation happen. And so I'm pretty confident it had a lot to do with the running the over-exercising, uh, over-exertion mm -hmm. of your body. Over-exertion, yeah. yeah. And horses, it happens to them after races sometimes. There's a specific term for it. I'm not sure of the term, so excuse me. But um, <laughs> they there's a specific term for it, and um, it happens to horses a lot. So, Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. I think that is like what you – learn from that experience, which I th we'll get into that. But I think more than anything, there's such a lesson in that our we have to take care of our bodies. Mm -hmm. We're only given one body. And, it, yeah. and, and like knowing how close it was to everything ending, I am super, super like protective of my health as you, as you know, with the COVID yeah. going on. <laughs> um, I apologize, but no, um, you don't I'm apologize like, for that. Like I'm not getting COVID. There's no way I'm getting this thing. Um, yeah. So I've, you know, I've, I've learned what it's like to, to briefly lose myself for a few minutes, but, um, but to be so close to, you know, not being here that I, I take my health very seriously now. And, yeah. um, yeah, I, well, I think too, so often we tell ourselves that, 
we're pushing hard or we're making these sacrifices or we're digging deep for the sake of health and wellness mm-hmm. when oftentimes more than not, right? It's like, just take a, just rest. Yes. And just, just a rest day, um, makes all the difference. I know it was for, for example, for me, like yesterday I got the vaccine shot. Like I, so what I did was I called, <laughs> I called tri health and I was like, Hey, if you have any extra vaccines at the end of the day, give me a ring and they had extra. So they called me. I was able to get the vaccine. Otherwise they would have just thrown it away. Um, so I went and, um, and today I'm just feeling, I don't feel sick. It, I just feel tired. So I napped for three hours instead of doing what I would tip. I would, you know, maybe do a kettlebell workout or something, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, You listen to your body. Listen, that's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that you've had some reoccurring health issues, like things keep popping up. So this is something you are still actively dealing with and have dealt yes. with. So I actually, you know, I, w- I went a long period without having any issues. I, after the initial one, I had an, a, an experience in college when I had to be air cared back from OU for an emergency surgery. Um, so that was in 2011. And then I was fine. Like I, I was fine um, until May of 2020, right in the heart of COVID. Everything shut down. I uh, had to have another emergency surgery. I was having some adhesions, which is scar tissue, um, that were wrapping around my intestines. So they had to clear. Uh, my doctor had to clear those out. Doctor Janice Rafferty, love her. Shout out. Shout out to <laughs> Doctor Rafferty. Um, if you have any colon or intestinal issues, I highly recommend her. She is, people seek her out countrywide uh, Mm. to come see her. She's so good. She's amazing. Um, so I, so Mm. she fixed me up in May. Um, and that was a, that was really brutal because I was in the hospital for like eight, nine days and my family, like I couldn't have any visitors, like not even one visitor. So, um, the nurses were so nice. Um, I made good yeah. friends with my friend Anissa, who's now one of my best friends. She was one of my nurses, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so it was just cr- it was a crazy time um, to not have your support system with you. It's hard, tip- yeah. Um, and then I and then I was doing pretty well. I was, you know, I I have like good and bad days, whatever. And then I started to get these random pains in mid February. I would say. And it would, I would get so bloated and um, I would look pregnant. And um, it turns out, and, and it got to a point that I was just kind of thinking, I need to go get this looked at. This is not good. So my mom took me to the emergency room. It was February 26th, so very recent. Um, and it turned out I had nematosis, which is when air go escapes through your intestinal wall and gets trapped in the wall. Oh, and it's gosh. a very like, and, and if it, if it happens to break, like, or if it, if it doesn't fix itself, it can perforate your intestines, which is, oh. it's very serious. So, um, they ended up keeping me there for three. So I was there from Friday and I left Monday afternoon. So I was there Friday afternoon to Monday afternoon, couldn't eat or drink anything, still working on gaining that weight back, which it'll yeah. come in time. But, um, so this is yeah. this something you will have to deal with and monitor the rest of your life. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. but it's like I I truly feel after this last stint, um obviously it's like the recovery's a little slow. Um I'm still I like I'll I have more good days than bad days right now, which is good, but um I th- I think once I'm fully healed after this, I'll go another at least 10 years being yeah. fine. So Okay. That's we, good. I hope so. Confidence. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, it Hearing you talk, and obviously we we spent some time together before this, like you have such a good positive outlook on life. And I think of me, right? When we walked, I was like in the middle of my terrible sinus infection. I'm like complaining about that. And here you are being like, oh yeah, well, I was lifelighted from call. I'm like, fuck me. Like, you know, (laughs) like shut the fuck up. But do you experience like health anxiety or anxiety around your you know, just overall wellness. And how do you work through that? I first want to say though, 
everybody has their own thing. You know, everybody goes through their own crap that they go through. So it's all relative. Yours, (laughs) yours was significant. So, you know, so no, no diminishing your, your experience compared to mine. No comparing here. Okay. So yes, I do. I, I, I think I do have, um, PTSD for, from health stuff. Like if things are going good for a long time, sometimes I'm like, oh, great. What's going to happen? I know that feeling. Like I'm like, something's going to happen or, um, just even like minor, like little, like, even if my stomach just hurts a little, just from who knows, like something a normal person would have. I'm like, oh my God, are my intestines twisting again? Like, which they can't actually, because I have so much scar tissue in there that it's not going to happen again. They cut all the intestines out, so you can't. Yeah. They can't do it. So, but yeah, so I I ha- definitely have PTSD with you know illness, and um, you know it, I get nervous a lot. Like any like st- any stomach pain I have, I get a little nervous, thinking, "Oh great, hopefully this doesn't escalate into something more than you know the minor feeling that I'm feeling now." Um, and it's always in the back of my head and it's really hard to get out. Honestly, do you Um, have any like rituals, mantras, like ways that you can kind of tap into to help? I do a lot of meditation. Um, I meditate every day for at least Mm -hmm. 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes makes all the difference. Um, I like to do so. I watch these videos that, um, so I, I'm also a certified yoga instructor on the side. I didn't, I don't know if I added that in there, but, um, I don't really teach. I just did it more to deepen my practice more so than anything. But, um, my teacher, my yoga, um, the person who led our teacher training, she made a ton of videos for meditation. Um, and so, I bought them like and because she's so, so good. So I bought a mm-hmm. subscription to it. And so it's kind of like I'm back in Indy uh, hearing her lead meditations. And yeah, um, so that's what I do. Lead, go through that. And then I also do mala uh, meditation. So mala beads, the 108 beads, kind of like a rosary, but um, it's not. And yeah, it's like a yoga rosary. Yes. And yeah. so <laughs> I, I do like a different mantra. Like I, 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 I'll repeat a mantra on each bead and go through it. So that's a way that I do it. Um, I also, um, there was a time that I, I saw a therapist um, and I've been trying to get back into one, but things have been so booked up with COVID and I, <laughs> everyone needs help. <laughs> but yeah, everybody needs help right now. I mean, even if you don't think you need help, go. Yes. yes, Um, yes, No shame, but I have my first one um, in two weeks. So that's exciting. Finally. It's really exciting. So, but I really do feel that um, just embracing the fact that this is something I'm going to deal with the rest of my life has, has helped, you know, get over acceptance. Yeah. 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 Um, so those are the things that I do. You know, I, I'll call my mom too. For sure. It sounds lame, but moms really do help. And um, Especially when you're sick or not feeling well, mm-hmm. you need your mom. Exactly. So the meditation, call mom, therapy. Yeah. Those, those are the things that I feel uh, have helped me. Yeah, yeah. So I want to circle back to before you had your incident when it sounds like with the running and the kind of the obsessive running that there was this idea of chasing perfection, right? If I just run and do these things right, then I will be right. I will be good enough. And I'm, I'm maybe putting words in your mouth, but that's kind of what, that's how I was coming, where I was coming from in that situation. Mm -hmm. And I want, and I always refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. Like I'm in recovery. Uh, Sometimes I don't do such a great job and I relapse in my perfectionism quite often, but I'm like committed to the path at least to do something about it. So I'm interested to hear, like, do you, res- does that resonate with you? Do you feel you're like in that bucket of recovery from it, perfectionism? Yes, I do. And I, you know, I think there are, I have good days and I have bad days with that. And you know, with the, with the running thing, I would, you know, if I ran a certain time one day, I would try to beat that time or I would try to go a little further the next day. It, it was obsessive. And I mean, through quarantine, like at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is, this is time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Going to make my dreams come true. Blah, 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 blah. Like all this stuff. And, and then, you know, I, I was doing that stuff, which is great. And I still do that stuff, which is great. But I also don't 
do the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't feel like doing it, I'll lay on my couch yeah. and I'll watch Netflix all day. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? I don't feel any shame about it. And so it's definitely a journey that, you know, I'm going through. But I find that the days when I do nothing, I will find myself, you know, calling my mom being like, guess what? I was going to do this today and I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we're like, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I did the same way. I like need to make myself a little report card of like laid on the couch all day, sat her ass down, like <laughs> didn't go out. You know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's just like I celebrate when I don't do things or if I don't cross everything off the to-do list, it's a win. So either mm -hmm. way, whether I finish the to-do list or I don't, <laughs> Heck, you're winning. Yeah, yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Love it. Okay, let's talk about the podcast. Yes. Girls with guts. Great title. Mm -hmm. Talk about how that got going, or how it's getting going. What you're going to talk about. All that good stuff. Yeah. So I actually, it's not just me. It's my. I have a co-host. Her name's Nicole Dambro, and she's actually based in LA, and she's an actress in LA. And we met because our friend Lauren Swickard, um, she got married. And we were both invited to her wedding. And also, by the way, if you haven't watched A California Christmas on Netflix, go watch it because it's incredible. She's currently writing the sequel. Shout out to Lauren and her husband, Josh. They both starred that. in it as well. <laughs> she wrote it. She produced it. She starred in it. Josh Damn it. Josh is also on General Hospital. So go Damn. Josh. Um, power couple. So we yeah. went to their wedding. Um. And we were seated at the same table. And the wedding was here in Cincinnati, but at the time I was living in Indy and she obviously lives in LA. So, so many factors could have played into us, neither one of us making the wedding, first of all. Um, we both did and the meal was served and we both, I gave my meal to my boyfriend at the time and she gave hers to her, who's her, still her boyfriend, to her boyfriend. And we looked at each other and we were like, huh? Like, <laughs> right. and we, we started chatting and we realized we both have the same type of intestinal illness. Um, hers is with her colon though, but mine is with my small intestine, but it's still pretty much the same thing. Um, that's crazy. Crazy. Like that you're sitting next to someone yes. with the same, how, uh, common is what you went through? Like you are more likely, uh, to be struck by lightning than have this happen to you. So it's not okay. common. No. <laughs> not And you common. were sitting next to her at a wedding. Yes. And um, so we got to chatting. We exchanged numbers. Um, had, we, you know, would be friends. Through, and then I think just a couple of months afterwards, she had an emergency surgery. So I was her support system through that. Um, and then I, of course, had my surgery in May. And she was mine through that. And, you know, like, there's a lot more that goes into bowel or I mean any surgery really intestinal surgery any surgery you have um yeah. there are so many more side effects aside from just the actual surgery that's being happened like the worst one for me and I I told you this was the hair loss yeah it's called telogen yeah. effluvium lost so much hair about starting about three months after and it went on for months I'll send you the side by side of my progress though you got to see this it's yeah, yeah I want to see it um Anyways, so I would talk to her about that because I thought, oh my gosh, like, is this just me? Is this normal? But she had it too. And, you know, I never would have made it through without having her to go to. Because, like, I, obviously I have my mom to vent to, but she can only hear so much without yeah. going nuts. And so, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we, you know, a couple, whatever. Out of, she messaged me one day and was like, you know, I've been thinking we should start a podcast. And I was like, you know what? I've actually been thinking that same thing. You know? <laughs> and that's how Girls with Guts got started. And we are just, uh, we're going to talk about chronic illness. It doesn't have to be intestinal disorders. It can be anything. Like um, we've been doing, we've been recording episodes on weekends. So we have a bunch in the bucket before we actually launch, which yep. should be very soon. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our first episode, obviously, we introduce ourselves, tell our stories, our personal health journey. And then, you know, we... I've interviewed my friend Britt, who's a mental health expert. We've interviewed a girl named Kayla, who has a, um, a Krista, excuse me, not Kayla, Krista, who has um, an ostomy bag forever. 
Um, and, and we're just going to interview people. I'm going to interview people with celiac disease, certain types of cancers. Um, also, we're going to talk to medical experts, invite them on the show, talk about hair loss with surgery, you know, the benefits of probiotics or should you take them? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to ask when you're talking about like symptoms outside of just the surgery with your intestines being so disrupted, like we know now, right, how important the gut microbiome is and how much it's related to your mood and, you know, your brain and everything like that. Like, did you experience like any kind of mood, depression, mood swings? Yeah. Mood swings. I I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, for the most part, I would, I've never, I've never really been someone to be depressed. I've always kind of looked on the bright side, but I do have anxiety and I do have mood swings. Um, but so yes, I, I do notice that like if I, if my stomach isn't feeling well, I, I'm not, I'm sometimes will just get quiet, not necessarily be as outgoing as I am. Um, I can totally understand that. Yeah. So it, it does kind of prevent you sometimes like, if you're supposed to do something like go out, not so much now with COVID since I'm really not going out, but you know, in the past, like if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, do I really want to do this right now? But usually I'll push through and then I'll forget about it. So mind over matter too. Um, but yeah, I do the gut connection huge. I, I will say, um, probiotics don't work for me. I get super sick with them. The only, the only time I'll take them is if I'm on antibiotic. an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just got off antibiotics and I was really worried about getting on them because I haven't been on an antibiotic in, I don't know, like 15 years. So I just mm-hmm. d- didn't get sick or, you know, anything like yeah. that. So it was like kind of like a virus type of thing. And I was, re- I was really nervous. I was going to get a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. That's common. That, yeah, I know. And I think the last time I was on antibiotics, which was like college, so like I was not taking great care of myself anyway. Yeah. But you know, I got a fucking yeast infection and those motherfuckers are the worst. They are. I See, I get C. diff. I tend to get C. diff. What's that? Uh, Is it an overgrowth of bacteria? It's no. it's like a, a an intestinal parasite, I believe. It's colostrum oh. difficile. And um, – you might just want to go. We're going to chat about this. We'll, we'll chat about it later. <laughs> it's not pleasant. I'm going to take pleasant. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes. Damn, damn, damn. Avoid okay, so the po- C. diff, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast is coming soon. Yes. That's going to be super exciting. And you're, and you're filming it too, which is, which is a cool twist. It is. I would, yeah. Um, I, it's going to be on YouTube? It'll be on YouTube. Yes. So yeah. we, we already have our Instagram set up. Um, at Girls With Guts podcast, and yeah, we have a website. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're just uh, ready and raring to go. I guess that's fun. Have you enjoyed podcasting? I have. It's 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 interesting. I I give you so much props for sure. It's a lot of work. Um, for anybody who thinks podcasting is just sitting and chatting on your yeah. microphone, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No, 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 no. That is not what podcasting is. <laughs> there's like there's like at least an hour of prep that's going on behind the scenes before yes. you show up. Well, I mean, at least I think for people that that are talking to guests and want to bring value to their listeners through their guests, like you have to know mm-hmm. at least a little I mean, I love getting to know people through the podcast. It's kind of the point, but you have to know a little bit to yeah. go in to be like, okay, what are we going to, how do I know what to like mm-hmm. keep you talking about? Yes. So, yeah. so you got to, you got to do your research on the person, yeah. the subject, even like the subject matter too. Yeah. Um, not even just the person. Right. And, and then, you, then afterwards the editing and everything, unless, yeah. uh, but, but I will say we, we have hired an editor because it was just way too much to deal with. It was, no, that's how I am too. It, it, it was way it, it's way overwhelming. So anybody yeah. who does do their own editing, God love you. I know it's tough. We we call we call the editor here at What the Fit the Sheriff of Soundtown. Mm-hmm. He it's his jurisdiction. He takes care of it. I'm just like yeah, that is yours. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much. So much goes into that. So it is. It is. yeah. All right. Who started working out at home during the pandemic and decided this may just be the permanent move for me? No commute times, 
no dealing with rush hour traffic at 5.30 p.m. to get to your 6 p.m. group fitness class and you're already sweating profusely before you even walk in the door because you're anxious about being late and someone being in your spot. (sighs) Getting flashbacks. No dealing with other gym goers not putting their weights back correctly or maybe like hogging the squat rack or something. Maybe you even have a little corner in your house or garage that you've turned into the perfect cardio strength oasis. At any rate, if you're loving working out from home, I've got a special treat for you. Past guest Casey Hilmer of Power Ride, you remember her, she survived a near deadly stabbing attack while she was out on a run, very strong girly all around. She has an on-demand library full of classes to keep you moving at home. For $19.99 a month, you'll get access to over 100 workout videos, plus five new classes are added each week. You can pick from cardio classes, treadmill classes, and strength classes, ranging from 10 to 60 minutes. So truly, whatever, whenever you can get it in, there's something for you. Casey is so energetic and full of life. Her classes will absolutely have you sweating, building, and burning. Click the link in the show notes or What The Fit Podcast Instagram bio and sign up today. This is big self-care. Giving yourself the gift of a workout programmed for you to do anywhere. Come on. Okay, so what are you doing now for your workout routine? And and when you got out of the hospital and you're like kind of going back to to living your regular life, did you start working out again? What was your relationship? Yeah, let's start with that. Like what was your relationship to fitness kind of immediately after? So are we talking about the May hospital stint or the recent one? So like when when you when it first happened. Oh, when it first happened. Okay. So yes. when it first happened, I just would walk with yeah. my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like, oh my God, like I need to be able to run or were you over it? No, I was you were over, over it. it. And I haven't run. Like, I mean, I did run. I've, I've run once since. And that was during quarantine on a track. Um, just because I was jumping at the bits. And, Bored out of your mind yeah. and needed to get out of the house. And I ran <laughs> once and that was, and it was a one, literally a one day thing. And after I did, I'm like, this is why I don't run anymore. And I was like, never again. So, um, so yeah, I I had no desire to run again. Haven't run again since. Um, I went, no, 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 you go ahead. When were, when did you start to get back into a workout routine again? Then after like the original incident, I would say I I remember, I don't really remember like when, but I do remember going my freshman year at OU going to the gym there. So some, Mm -hmm. sometime between, you know, when I graduated high school and made it to OU, I was working out again. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. but I, I can't really give an exact. And I, w- yeah. I remember I would do the elliptical. I would, and I would do some weight training and stuff at OU. And I did that yeah. all four years. So that's probably a good sign then that it wasn't something that was so memorable that you were like, okay, now I'm like back in it. Yeah. You know, like it was just like, okay, it happens. Yeah. It makes me feel good kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I can't really, I don't really know, but I do know it was some point then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then what is it, what is your workout routine, your fitness, your physical fitness routine look like now? I wish I could say I do hot yoga every day like I used to do, but I, given how crazy I am with COVID, I've not gone to a yoga studio since everything shut down since, mm-hmm. since the day before my birthday last year, actually. Um, wow. Wait, when did you go to hot yoga? Yeah. March 12th. So my birthday is March 13th. Actually, I think I did go on my birthday. So March 13th last year was the last time I went and did yoga, hot yoga. Wow. Um, and it's really hard for me to do at at home. So I just, You're just you can't get, like get into I it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So yeah. I just I just meditate and I stretch on the side for the yoga fix, but yeah. I do kettlebells. I bought some kettlebells before the rush mm-hmm. before the rush of people bought it. I bought some. I bought dumbbells. Good for you. Um, my parents, my my stepdad has had a few knee surgeries, and he the, and he had a recumbent bike for his healing, so they gave me their bike. And so I uh, I do my you bike. got your own little home gym. Yeah, I do my bike some days. I'll do the kettlebells, and then I'll now that it's getting nice, I've my I've been walking um, outside. Walking is the best. Mm-hmm truly the best. Okay. So once you're fully vaccinated, will you go back to hot yoga? Absolutely. Where are you going to go? Where's your, where's your place, place to go? So I, I used to go to Moto, but they've rebranded to Embra. Yeah, you, I know. Yeah. I saw that. 
I haven't been um I haven't been to the studio since they've done the rebrand, so I don't really know much. Me neither. So um I guess Emma. I don't even know is it like the same owner? I have no idea. That's so I don't know either. I'm gonna have to see, um, test the waters there. So um I hope it I hope it's the same, just a different name. I actually I started getting emails from Embra and I'm like, who signed me up for this? for this company. Like did somebody <laughs> hack me and like, give me like, but then I realized it was a rebrand. So, um, so I guess I'll go there just to see if it's the same, but yeah. You know, you know, I, I think that the hot yoga scene in Cincinnati, like I think, I think the yoga scene actually in Cincinnati is a little weak. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to throw it out there. I have a yoga studio in Mason, hi-fi yoga, hot yoga, the best. Mm. It is so good. However, it's thirty minutes from my house. Yeah, it, that's so. A, that's a long way. I, I you I know would, when I lived in Minnesota, I would drive an hour and fifteen minutes. I mean, honestly, like it's so good. It, before, like pre-COVID, when I was just kind of bouncing everywhere, I would go like maybe once a week, every other week, because it it was just so good. But then once you get out of that routine, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice not to drive. Yeah. It was kind of hard to exactly. pick it back up again, which is unfortunate because I love them so much. But other than – and like, yeah. yeah, Moto, Embra, fine, good, hot yoga, like – I'm going to say kind of standard. Yeah. Um, there's the, a new studio, newish studio happened – opened like right before lockdown hit in OTR called Sage. Okay. Which is good. It's oh. like a, it's a smaller studio. Body Alive, I've heard of that. Body Alive. I just went there too. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They have a big space, mm-hmm. um, lots of times, which is nice. Um, music, which is good. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like not that many places. I mean, System of Strength has a hot yoga class, mm-hmm. um, but they're but it's kind of like limited availability for the class because they have other things that they're doing too. But yeah. that's also a good class. And I, mean, I guess you're right. There are places. Maybe I'm just being a brat. I can get really like I can be really snobby when it comes to yoga. Like if it's if it's a warm room, it ain't hot yoga. Like I want it to be <laughs> hot. Like I want it hot. And that's yeah. what Moto always did. So I'm hoping Embra still does this does that. Yeah. Listeners, if you know any any additional really great hot yoga places or any new on the horizon hot yoga places. What I really want, Elena, is a Y7. Oh. Have you been to Y7? No. They have them in New York and LA. Maybe there's one in Chicago and maybe like one in Miami. I don't know. Okay. But it's um it's like completely dark, like pitch black, just with candles, no mirrors, hot yoga to hip hop music. I, I've so there's a place in Miami that I go called Maham. Mm. Maham yoga is and it, they do the same thing hip hop yoga but it it's not dark though it's 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 all glass the whole room is glass okay that's also fine in Miami if you're like looking at a beautiful scenery that's <laughs> cool too but no yeah I love Y7 yeah well let's take a road trip yes. or let's what, let's fly somewhere let's yes. let's go to Miami and go yes. to hot yoga just just for that no I'm once we're fully vaccinated yes. we are out of here, out of here. Uh, okay, what about like um, non-physical fitness stuff? So like how do you take care of yourself? What are some favorite forms of self-care? I am- just, I love to hear this from people. Like, I'm what a they skincare do. nerd. And I oh, and I yeah? mentioned this to you. I saw that tool you had and you know, I'm like, do I gosh, get one of those tools? Uh, yeah, so I love skincare. I do microneedling um, every other month. Uh, I love microneedling. It's, it's amazing. Um, and then of course I do, you know, cleansing, the toning, the, the serum, the, the moisturizing, have a whole you routine. Like take, you have a whole routine mm-hmm. and you like, just like have, it's like your time, Yes, you and the mirror, all your products mm-hmm. and I can get down. And then, sure. and then the meditation, obviously that's yeah. very important as well, just for my mental state. So the skincare, the meditation, my diet really kind of, it, it, it's really weird. I can only eat. Meat. What do you eat? Yeah, what do you eat? <laughs> I can pretty much only eat meat and bread, which isn't bad. But it's you like, know, like I can't eat fruits. I can't, you can't eat, eat any fruits. No, because there's too much like, sugars. Um, I can't if you eat ate, fruits. Like an apple, what would happen? I would look eight months pregnant. Wow, and be so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Yeah. So. Oh. 
Um, and, you know, so like any kind there. of meat, <laughs> any kind of meat, like ground beef, steak. Can you eat chicken? Uh, yeah, chicken's my favorite. Sometimes like red meat does kind of irritate me, but it is what it is. It's it's better than not having it. So um, I eat meat, cheese, uh, cheese. I haven't eaten it since my last hospital stay because I'm a little nervous too because it because the dairy how it can bloat you and I'm I don't want to get another air in the wall situation so I haven't had cheese I eat a lot of peanut butter oh and bread and bread can you can you eat like like a croissant you know I probably could maybe I'll test that out this weekend or what about like a bagel yeah oh yeah okay yeah, like bread like anything bread tortillas like pasta could you do pasta yes if it's i can't do grains though i can't do wheat grain it has to be like flour like wow. normal yeah because that's easier okay, so, to digest so like what's your favorite thing to eat like do you get excited about eating anything no like do you look for oh my <laughs> god <laughs> oh my god so i just didn't i didn't have a very strong sense of taste. I'm talking like I could barely get a, I could like tell if something was like sweet. I could tell if something was like bitter, but I didn't like have flavor. Yeah. And it was the worst. Yeah. It was the worst thing. I'm like, this is, this life is so boring. I have nothing to look forward to. Like nothing's exciting or interesting to me. And that's how you have to live your life, huh? Yeah. But you just find, <laughs> you just find excitement in other things. Oh my God. I'm okay, a cheap then, date. Yeah. <laughs> so then also you can't, what do you, you, do you drink? You drink a little bit? I drink a little. Yeah. I, I drink vodka. That, and that's you just drink straight vodka? Flavored. Flavored shots. Oh, come party with me. Because you can't, you can't really do like soda water, huh? I can't mix it with stuff. I mean, I could do like a vodka water, but it's not really like great to sip on. So I just. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. You do what you got to do. No wine. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. Yeah. Though Nicole uh, did tell me, my podcast co-host, yeah. she found something that helps kind of, I don't know, even like kind of like mediate the sugars or something. Interesting. I don't know okay. what the product is called. I'll have to get back with you on that. But she said it worked <sighs> it for her. Yeah. Damn. Elena, you, you've been through a lot, girly. You've been through a lot and you maintain such a great positive outlook on life and you're killing it and you're going after what you want. I give you a lot of props. I give you props. Look at you killing it and going after what you want. Yeah, but I can eat anything that I want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, if you I were know. in the same situation as me, you would you would do the same thing, I think. I guess you just got to pony up, right? Exactly. What can you do? What can you yeah, do? Well, if, you're, if you deal with the hand you're dealt, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're true. You're strong. So Elena, what does being fit mean to you? So we've kind of, we've covered this a lot, this entire episode. It, it's not yeah. only fitness. It's not only physical fitness. It's, you know, fitness of the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, and recognizing, you know, if one of those isn't in a line, giving that extra love to that to that mm. sector, you know, like if, if a day I'm feeling, oh my gosh, I'm doing great physically, but I'm not so much doing great mentally. I'll make sure that I cater my routine to maybe, you know, meditating a little more or journaling or something to get my mental state back up to where it needs to be. Or if, you know, I'm doing great in those other realms and not so great physical, taking a nap for three hours instead of working out. <laughs> Napping is what being fit means to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> napping, napping is essential. But yeah, just, just you know, it's so much more than just the physical. It's everything encompassed. Um, yeah. So that's what it is to me. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for the for time. Oh my God, of course. It's been a delight. Where can people follow you? Check out the podcast. Check out your stuff. Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram at Elena Martella and on Twitter at Elena Martella. And what do you tweet? I tweet. You tweet about the traffic? I do. So if yeah. you're in Cincy and need your traffic news, check me out. I'll I'll help you get around town. Um, and then on and then for our girls with guts at girls with guts podcast on Instagram. 
Yeah, that's so funny where you're just talking about we need to know the traffic. So I live, you know where I live, yeah. right? Right at the corner of like Liberty Hill. So I can see 70, like I look out at 71. Mm-hmm. And so I know, right, if the traffic getting onto 471 is bad. So I always tell my friends, I'm like, if you ever need, you know, a check on it, if you're trying to get to Love Kentucky, it. just give me a call and I'll give you a traffic report. <laughs> oh my God. Watch out, Elena. I'm coming for your job. Oh my gosh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. no way, no way. I could, I could never. Well, thank you so much. Okay. It's been great. It has listeners. Been great. Listeners, thank you. Follow me at Christy Grody at What the Fit Podcast. Share to your socials, all the good stuff. Love you. Bye.